Welcome everybody to our next actual play. Today we are going to start our actual play. I'll run for the next few weeks here to go through an actual play of A Divine Calling. I am That's playing fine. a stoner click character who is a host for Morpheus. The like sleep guy. I like, I like that. The dream. That, nice. That's a good combination, yeah. I have most of a name, i.e. a first name. I'm going to be <laughs> Morgan. That? My last name is Crowley. His name is Danny Tachydactylos, but he his stage name is Daniel of the Dark. And he always, every time he says that, he releases a little bit of flash paper, so it's always a little bit, you know, Daniel of the Dark, pew, off his right hand. He is a nerd click magic deity host of Circe, uh, uh, hence the Greek last name and uh, and the magician archetype. Yeah, my character's name will be Fergus, Ferguson Okoa. Ferguson. Totally calling you Fergie. Yeah, sure. Fer- Fergalicious. I am going to be playing a floater and leaning into my jock and artist fine art talents kind of thing. Uh, and for Danny, I selected Earth. Ase Afua is a female presenting deity, and as I said, goddess of the earth, lush earth specifically, fertility, love, procreation, and farming. So in that smoke, you can see a face, and it says, how can I help? I would like my friend and Evelyn to win prom king and queen. She thinks for a second. And then says, that could happen. At what cost? There are other people here trying to sabotage that. It would be best to not go to the locker room. If you can avoid it. Are they void? Yes. Is that what we're looking for? Or are we avoiding them? The void will be found in the locker room. I am your humble servant. You get the feeling she doesn't want you to have to deal with the void. She just wants y'all to have fun. She wants someone to win. Alright, so I break this little reverie, because I'm assuming that they can't see me, like, talking to nobody. Like, Correct. Uh, okay. It's a, if this were a TV show, everything around you would stop, and the interaction would happen, but it happens in, like, a nanosecond kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So I break this little reverie. A soliloquy of sorts. Yeah, and I, uh, I make eye contact with both Akoa and with Morgan, and just nod my head a little bit. Just, like, I get that, like, I just spoke to my god sort of thing. <laughs> like, alright. Probably a look that they've seen before. I was going to say, you guys have probably seen the look before, so you guys get the feeling of what just happened. So dinner is pizza. Excellent. They bring about pizzas to each table and kind of deal out pizzas. What would you guys like to do during dinner? Supporting my friend here, Akoa. I'm, I'm going to try to make small talk with Evelyn and uh, ask her where she's from. I know she's, uh, I know she's on the cheer squad. Captain, I hear. That's pretty prestigious. I really try to talk her up. Yeah, she tells you she's not originally from here. She... As you guys know, she moved here sophomore year. That's when she joined the cheer squad. After that, she essentially 
just kind of settled and she does tell you she's really into fashion she wants to go to school for fashion she likes cheerleading she's not particularly good at it but she knew that it would be the easiest way to get in with the fashion forward crowd and things like that she's been into fashion since she was probably like six she will happily start talking with you guys and she will pull out her phone and she shows you the like steps that she went through to make her prom dress because she oh, sewed it herself oh fascinating i'm absolutely again like, as like a stage musician uh, magician i'm sure that i've also had to go ahead and make my own outfits and things before really in- i'm at least on face value being really interested and how interested i'm assuming does clarice have any interest in it also are they making any kind of connection Yes, Clarice and her kind of do some of the the like girl code talking kind of situations, and Perfect. you'll see Clarice and her. They'll like say half a sentence and then they'll laugh in a sense of like they understood what the other half of the sentence should be kind of situations. Yeah, excellent. All right. So after the flourish and after my little conversation with Sirke there, I, uh, the ladies are already talking. They're everyone's having a good time, and, and uh, I think it's good. So I did want to just mention that I'm in. I'm invested in that conversation for making things. Just. It is traditional for women to make their own dresses for special events in, in, in my home culture. And so it's just one of those things that I find interesting and it's it's bridging, it's making this connection that I didn't even know we shared. And so I'm intrigued in that. And then as a person, whether, despite the fact I'm a floater, I do have a lean towards fine arts. I just appreciate the creativity involved in that. So I'll definitely be interested and kind of chime in. I'm not the focus of the conversation and I'll be making great effort to not steal the focus of the conversation as well yeah she does tell you things like how she picked her fabrics and all these different things and she even dyed some of the fabrics so she like will like scoop back in her chair and she'll point out the different places that were dyed her dress is again very much starry night themed and it almost looks like the van gogh painting in a sense that it's very gorgeous and it's very flowy and it seems to have these kind of like stars that start up on her right shoulder they come down across they loop around her back and then keep going like in a spiral pattern down along the dress and then there's plenty of different like sequins sewed in and things like that just from a positioning because i did know there were things behind the stage that i was <laughs> paying attention am i positioned where i can keep that in view yes. as well okay. yeah you did see that's where the teachers got the punch from that's where they got the pizza from so you think there might be a little mock kitchen set up back there okay And the pizza that we got, is it like chain, like big box pizza, or is it like cafeteria comes in a square pizza? They, they brought boxes around. Is it gourmet pizza from a good shop with some white pizza? And... Yeah, it could be from a nice place. They went and splurged a little bit. They went to the town over to get the best pizza. They better have. I mean, we yeah. ought to have had a full meal. Crap. Pizza, it better be the gourmet stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yep, they got really nice pizza. Y'all's prom actually was free, so you guys didn't have to pay for it. So they tried to offer that as a nice thing for the seniors. This prom is free because they want as many people to be able to go as they can. So pizza, but gourmet at least. I'm going to go for that Gorgonzola. Morgan knows his pizza. Pizza. He really likes a nice wood fired Bianca with some spinach and ricotta. Yep. 
probably doing like cute, like feeding Clarice. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Periodically, Morgan Mimes throwing up in his drink. That's okay, because Akoa is, what, Akoa is wondering on. if there's a fava bean pizza for Clarice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, perhaps some Chianti, yeah. Yeah, something like that. A Chianti sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> During See, y'all finally dinner. picked up on where I picked Corey's from, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had it originally. I was just waiting for my moment, dude. <laughs> well, come on. It's... Pacing is everything. But while munching on some pizza, because the stoner vibe really gives you this solid ability to, like, totally embrace your AD senses and just chill and munch pizza and see what's going on the table, but you also keep track of everything going on out here, too. And so he's engaging that innate ability to totally zone, but still see everything, to keep mm-hmm. an eye on the, the popular kids that, without looking like he's keeping an eye on the popular kids, and Tiffany in particular, since she actually garnered content, contacts directly from my god, she's got to have something going on that's important. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give me investigation. That is 2d6. Plus one for five, six, six, five total, six with the one. Still a failure, but whatever. Yep. I need to get that extra one. You're sitting far away. You can see them. They are all at their table, but you can't hear anything they're talking about. Hurt. I ate one too many brownies. I got you. Yep. During dinner, as soon as the girls finish eating their pizza, they both say, they excuse themselves. They get up. They're going to go retouch their lipstick and makeup. Where are they headed? To the bathroom. Okay. Not to the locker room. Not to the locker room. Okay. Yes. They're headed out of, out to the outside bathrooms. The locker room is supposed to be off limits, so no one should be going back there as far as you guys know. Okay. But does it seem like one could get in there or do the, are like the teachers it's keeping open. a pretty close eye on it? Yeah. You guys have not seen a teacher guarding that door. You do know there's the door that can be easily seen from the dance floor. And then there's the door that would be behind the stage where the prep kitchen seems to be. So there are two doors that enter into those locker rooms. So wait a minute. So the prep kitchen's in the locker room? It's behind. There's like a little stage set up where they'll do. They've got the DJ up there and that's where they'll do prom king and queen. Behind it, you assume they've got like tables and stuff back there where they've been holding the pizza. Gotcha. And then there's the locker room behind it. All right. When there's like a lull in the conversation, I want to go ahead and tell Morgan that that I've been thinking when you and I became friends, I remember you said that you thought I could I could calm down a little bit and and maybe you could help with that. I've been thinking about that. I don't want to do it like out here. Could we like get into the locker room somehow maybe so we can do this transaction? Uh, bro. And Morgan leans forward with some interest and he like reaches into his jacket and he pulls out like this stogie wrapped in light blue paper. It's not actually a stogie. It was, it's a cigar wrap, but it's yeah. a big, it's a big fat blunt. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, the locker room would be great. Let's sneak yeah. on out there. Go, uh, you in? Yeah, I think Otoa should join us. Of course, Evelyn, if you don't mind, I'm going to join my what? friends for a brief moment. I thought they snuck off to the bathroom to oh, go they went change up to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I apologize. I missed that. In that case, yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Yes. Cool. And as we're... So which door do we think would be the least conspicuous to go into? I will let y'all make that choice. You guys can right. choose or I can have you guys roll for it. Which would you rather do? I'll roll for it. Yeah, an investigation roll yep. or... Uh, okay. Uh, that's an eight for me. 
So you seem to think that from here, it might be easier to do the one behind the stage, obviously, because no one's there, but it also does depend on if there are teachers back there. I am sorry to burst your bubble there, Morgan, but that's not why we need to go to the locker room. As we get away, like in hushed tones, I received word that uh, that's where shit's going down. Oh man, you lied to me? Don't lie to me about that, bro. No, it was just, uh, I just wanted to make sure that, like, it was just a, it was a cover. It was a cover. I'm sparking it anyway, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the best way to go would be, like, around, but I don't know if there are any teachers or anything back there. Do you have a, I know you've got an in with, uh, with Mr. Leo there, Morgan, but if we run into any resistance back there, or are you gonna be able to talk our way out of it, you think? Sure, I can talk my way out of most things, man. <laughs> All right. So, Akoa, so, I think you and I just want to be quiet. So let's have everyone roll sneak. Your first kind of physical roll for the evening. <laughs> Three very physical characters. This, yeah. is, this is great. Seven. Certainly not a seven. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's a two. Sneak is not going to be the best way to go approach this problem. <laughs> So you got a two, that's a crit fail. Anyone else get a crit fail? Nope. Tell me, how does that crit fail affect you? Like, we know someone's gonna see you, but yep. how bad? So, I think that if we're going the best way to get around there, what sort of what sort of social circles are we passing on? The, is it like a table of jocks, a table of uh, loners, that kind of thing? What are we, what are we passing on the way there? Yeah, so the middle is, again, that mixed setting of everyone who's yep. in the middle of the pyramid. The yep. top, like that front line, those four tables up there is going yep. to be those popular jocks, people up there. Again, the weaves have, are not even sitting at a table. They are in a little triangle of three chairs eating their pizza. They're not even like a part of what's going on anymore yep. at this point. And then you do have the dance floor, which there are some people up there now. They've finished eating. They've gone back to dancing. So I think that as I pass the weebs, I like I, again. I'm like I'm talking to these guys in like real hushed tones about what's going on, what I know, and everything like that. And uh, as I'm going by, I just kick one of the chairs that one of the weebs is sitting on, and like they don't fall out. I, I don't know if they drop their pizza or not, but. I certainly scoot it across the floor in that way that, like, like the metal chair on the floor that, yep, as I kick it, and everyone looks at us, like, very probably much like so. the DJ spotlight, like, comes on us, like, and we're like, <laughs> that poor kid, he does not drop his pizza, but he sure looks shook. He didn't fall out, but he sure thought he was going to. And he kind of looks up to you and he's sorry. Was I in the way? Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And I will see. I will. Don't worry about it at all. But I think you got something behind your ear. And with a little bit of flash <laughs> paper, I will, like, all of a sudden, it's like next to his head. And I pull out a. I pull out. I pull out a. Like an apple, like or like, some, like something totally unexpected. It's not even there's not like a coin, but like something like really with some oomph, I'm really surprised, like a desk lamp or like mm -hmm. something like that, really out of the ordinary. That seems to be. And I, I looked at since I'm using my flash paper, I, and I succeeded on my last divine roll. Like to tap in to go ahead and see exactly what this person. That's it. 
exactly what this person would want to be behind their ear, and I'm going to pull it out. Okay, give me a divine roll. That's a 14. Perfect. So, you get the sense that this person in particular, kind of based on what you know about them and about weave culture and things like that, you do get the sense that this person would be looking for a shuriken. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I, I pull out, like, three from behind his ear. Like, that's, yeah. He's shook. And he starts clapping so fast. Yeah. Like, all the other weaves as well are like, yeah, do it again. <laughs> and now everyone's watching I'll come back for another you. show. I'll come back for another <laughs> show. But he, uh, Danny, like, with his left hand, which just, like, flips his hand and one of his business cards appears. And he hands it to the kid and says, remember me next time you got a party. <laughs> We get, He's oop, so excited. Oop, we got to split. And then, like, with a passion. Remember, everybody, Daniel of the Dark. And then. Yes. So, you guys have been spotted Way on the way. Way to always be browning there, butter toes. I did the best I could, okay? Try, try to make lemonade out of that one. You sure have some new fans. McCoy, I said, sneak. Quiet. Oh, I thought you meant sneak loud. I thought you said I thought you said snake. Must have been like lost in translation or something. Yeah. Except you said it. Shh, that's irrelevant. That's not the point. <laughs> so, how would you guys like to move forward? Everyone is kind of watching you now, especially with that beautiful, amazing display of magic. They're like, "Wow, is he gonna do more magic?" Is he actually going to perform for us? No, 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 I'm not. Thank you. We'll be here all week. <laughs> oh, we are so inconspicuous. Don't forget to vote for Okoa. <laughs> and when you put your arms up, people start clapping again. And I'll bow deep. A couple people start going, Okoa. And quickly it turns into one in the gym is now chanting your name situation. Yep. I like the way you sneak, my friend. So with a with a ta- okay. So I'm gonna try to go ahead and roll into this a little bit because while I crit failed on my sneak, I did critically success on my tap into the divine. Can I have Evelyn come out of the bathroom and meet just as Akoa joint with his arms up and everything, and never such Akoa, and just have her just even just move up right next to him, just so that it's like this perfectly framed picture of the two of them as the chant for Okoa starts going through the gymnasium. Yeah, of course. I was going to have her come out and see you. She's coming back in as people start cheering for you and she walks over and she kind of is also cheering and things like that. And she's just very excited and everyone kind of gets that image of them together. And as they do that, I will gentlemanly place my hand around around her waist. I'm not going to be suggestive in any way and share the moment with her. She very much likes it. Excellent. Perhaps we should sneak some more, huh? I, 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 if this is sneaking, I perhaps missed the, it in translation. <laughs> <laughs> but I do so like it. <laughs> and I very much like you, Eva. She says, aw, shucks. All right, so at this point, while this is happening, I am divided of thought. I'm wrapped up in the moment, but I'm also divided of thought because recognizing where we need to go, I'm trying to think of a way to get there. And I... 
Yeah. I can't think of a way to do that unless it's unless it's we go to the bathroom and we find another way around, like almost external to the school. You no, guys, guys do know that there would be a way to go in that strut. way. Let's just own it and strut. We just made a spectacle. Let's just walk back there. Come on, follow me. And he just turns and walks right back there. Cool. Maybe, you... maybe Evelyn should wait for us at the table, Lakoa, you think? Yes, I'll walk her back to the table and say we'll be right back. She said uh, her and Clarice hang out. And I'll now thank you to Clarice and just give her like the like the the one finger like we'll be right back. She is very used to you vanishing weirdly. She is dating a magician. It's almost like every time you guys go off to do void things, she just thinks you've done some magician thing. And she has <laughs> never ever in her life questioned y'all's magical disappearances. Excellent. She almost says it's just boys being boys situation. Excellent. All right. Perfect. You have a great Lois Lane there. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. As I leave the ladies at the table, I'm going to take off my jacket because I figure whatever's going to happen is going to mess up my jacket, and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> you would be on the right train of thought. I, I take off my jacket. I place. I actually ask. First, I will ask Evelyn if she's cold at all. She says, "I could use a jacket." When she sees you start taking it off, she immediately was like, in her brain, she was like, "I'm going to tell him it's cold." <laughs> <laughs> and so I will play, I will uh, drape the jacket over her shoulders and and then I will uh, exit. All right. Yes. I'll like I'm assuming at this point that again like Clarice and I understand each other enough that when mm-hmm. I see Okoa and Evelyn doing that do you want my jacket song and dance I'll look at Clarice and do the no? She just okay, goes good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of yeah, thinks it's a little like, corny. You can see yeah, it in exactly. her eyes. Totally. She's like that's <laughs> lame. <laughs> Me? Do you want? Are you good? Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. You can see it in her eyes. She's now channeling Morgan vomiting into her fake vomit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, they are related. So Oko and I catch up with Morgan on our way to the uh, to the locker rooms. So you guys just back right into the locker room. Morgan backs into that door and it gives way, and you guys are able to walk right in. Okay. Now. I'd like an investigation roll to see what, if anything, is weird in here. Yeah, go ahead. Do you turn the light on? I'll just do my sense. I don't need a light for that. Correct. Roll divine. Now, if the door shuts, I spark a joint. So the lighter's going to give cool. off some light. Or, there you go. Well, not a joint. Yep. That's right, so just a little uh, bit of I was talking about. I've got 11. 11. Another 14. I rolled boxcars again. We're investigating, aren't we? Yes. I'm defining. You're divine. Uh, I couldn't see much around the flash of the lighter. Yep. It was important. Yep. You blinded a little bit. So. By the light? Yeah, man. <laughs> That's the stuff. Rolled up yeah, like Josh. A... Yeah, Josh, I did. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't let that one lie. <laughs> so, Akua, you very much feel this presence coming from like the back of the locker room and as you you start by looking at the ground channeling and your eyes lead you in this path Danny also is looking where Koa is and you guys just see even in kind of the darkishness of the locker room there's like light coming in and stuff from like outside and like the lights and things like that so it's not pitch black in here but you guys look back into the back part of the locker room and there is just absolute pitch black 
devoid of light, a pure darkness back there. I think that's what we're looking for. Because that's not creepy at all, man. It is eating light, essentially. It is so dark back there. And what do I sense as far as entities, people in this space, specifically coming from the areas where we cannot see? Yeah, you... It feels as if, like, your sense stops at the darkness. You feel that it goes beyond the walls and boundaries of the school. And you can feel a pull towards it. Like, you feel there is a need to go that way but you don't necessarily feel anyone in there. So how would we normally, so is this unusual, first of all? If we have been connected to looking for Void before, is this unusual? Yes, usually when you guys run into Void things, the creatures coming out of the sewers or situations like you guys were just going for a hike and here's a weird cheetah kind of situation. Uh, This is very different for you. Okay. Can I? I don't know how I would reason this, but I don't know if my character would have the kind of mm-hmm. wherewithal to do, but in my head I'm thinking, as opposed to creatures from the void trying to wreak havoc to create more void here, it feels like we might be witnessing the void itself, if that's if that makes any sense. And I don't know if something's about to come out of it or if it's just trying to swallow up everything that's here. I'm not sure if I would rationalize all that, but that's what's in my head. I think you easily come to that conclusion okay. just based on what you have interacted with before. It's this is different. It's like someone summoned the void to take place in front of you. Usually things are void touched. They're people who are essentially what you have come to understand as the void is like an ancient cult and they have like people in charge of things. Essentially they curse the world around them to interact with void touchness. So essentially they could touch a dog and the dog now listens to them and does what they say and it's touched by the void so it has void abilities kind of situation. This is very much not that it's just a big black hole in the middle of the locker room. And how, like, how tall, how wide? It seems to be, like, if you take, like, the back fourth of the locker room, it expands all across through that, and it goes from floor to ceiling. It's like you look back there, and it's just pitch black. There's n- you can't see the rest of the locker room. So greater than six foot tall, greater than six foot wide? Yes. Greater than 12 oh. feet tall, greater than 12 feet wide? I'm trying to think how tall a locker room is. <laughs> Any, I, honestly, anywhere from 12 to 15 feet would be my guess. General yeah. general ceiling height yeah. in a school building. It could be slightly larger, but I wouldn't expect it to be too much larger than that. Yeah, I think that's probably about like 12 by 12. Okay. okay. In that uh, case, yeah, I, am, I wish to build a wall, like almost immediately. I'm going to call, I'm going to grab my necklace. I'm going to call forth the earth and say... Raise the lands that you have dried and left strong beneath this edifice and bring forth your power to block and disturb this evil. And I'm basically going to erect, I can only do one in a turn, I assume, because I can Mm -hmm. only do one wall. But basically, I'm going to block off half of this at this point by lifting a wall that is six by six. Nice. Cover as much of it as I possibly can, and then I'll get the rest of it in the next piece. Wonderful. Go ahead and roll divine for me. That's going to be an eight. An eight, perfect. It goes exactly where you want it. 
and what Josh is literally like the floorboards just kind of rip up and the earth uh, no, floor, no, yeah mine is not rock or anything like that it's literally like the earth like the saw but it's that deep thick clay like part of the earth that sits yeah. fairly deep under the soil but not quite down to bedrock kind of thing and it just grows and forms this wall there's some sound effects anything that's over it touching it near it it's getting knocked over it is momentous as it grows and forms its place and my hand is at one hand is over my necklace the other hand is outstretched as my fingers slowly clutch and close into a fist as the wall finishes for me and i just kind of look at him and say my stealth was better i never claimed to be stealthy does the uh, mountain so, claim to not be seen so i want to ask a question about tap into what i once knew so is yes. that is that like a past life type knowledge so it allows you to draw on knowledge of your deity so whatever yeah. your deity has known in the past they've been around forever so it's yep. allowing you to tap into situation what they know brilliant as a situation perfect so i will once again un unleash some flash paper because i want to know whatever there is to know about this type of presentation of the void including yes. how to dispel it that is an eight an eight perfect Thank so, God plus two on that <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of in the smoke can't really see the face it's like being this close to the thing is distorting the image and distorting the words even a little bit it's mm. kind of like when you hear something talking over static yep. but it says destroy anchor 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 as it buzzes a little yep. and then it comes back into kind of a good sounding focus three anchors three items destroy and you get okay. very having interacted with your deity as much you get the sense that there are three items you will need to find that are considered the anchor points for this by destroying those three items, you will be able to destroy the part that has come up. All right, so as I come to, I'll relay that information to Morgan and Akoa. We've got a Horcrux situation going on here. There are three anchors. I'm suspecting that they're attached to our three popular people, the Stacy, Tiffany, and Sarah. We're gonna have to figure out that. Evelyn may have information on this that will help us. You're just gonna have to you be think those, careful. Those items are like here in the room, or are you saying you think that they're out there with them? They were referred to as anchors, and so I'm not sure if it matters. I don't know if they're here or if they're out there. I thought they're out there with them, but they could be in here. We should search here first, but understand that an anchor might not be an object. It could be a person. It did say objects. But do all of the deities view us as people or as objects? The I Earth mean, sees me as a being helping her, taking care of her. The Earth is where we reside, but it is also embodying her. Do all deities feel such about to the people that walk this land? So was the mine. So was the message that I got, like? words like find the anchor find the object or was it more of a feeling of what i knew it was a mixture of the two it's like okay. all the words and then you got the feeling clarification because again okay. there was that static interference you do firmly believe it is an, like a physical item you're yep. not gonna have to kill your classmates okay yep 
Nope. I appreciate the depth with which you are considering the question, my friend. They're things. 100%. Because, like, when you were getting item, you felt the sense of, like, flash paper, flowers, kind of. Those ideas popped into your head. Yep. Items. Distinctly items. Good question, though. Then they might be similar to ours. By the way, I'm going to raise the other part of the wall and block the other thing. Yes. Go ahead and roll for me. That's going to be a nine. Perfect. Same. Exactly where you want it. And the only thing that would have happened if you had failed is it would have been an inch over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that has been formed. I've created thousands of dollars of control damage. And with with luck, I will have destroyed the locker of Adam Peavy. One of the one of the jocks <laughs> that I really don't like because even good guys can be petty sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. The whole locker's all bent in and stuff, and you just see like his name on it, like yeah, it just says P on it. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's go back to our table before we're missed, and uh, let's see if Evelyn can help us in our investigation. And so I'll follow, and I will be last out, and just to kind of have a look to see how the walls faring. Yeah, roll investigation. Oh, that wall looks beautiful. It might be the greatest wall ever at a grand total of four points. Our intention was to go ahead and make sure that, and to try to casually, subtly see if Evelyn knows anything. Because my theory is that the objects that we're looking for, these anchors that we're looking for, are attached to Stacy, Tiffany, and Sarah somehow. But I have nothing to, I have nothing to confirm that. So I'm looking yeah. for confirmation. They could all be on one of them. For, you know, all be on that, them. I would think that is a possibility as well. I basically think we're looking for some kind of a totem or talisman. Like they work for the void as we work yep. for the deities kind of thing. And So in terms of how Morgan and thinking back for in terms of knowing what he might know and our interactions with the void or the memories that I get from my deities' interactions with the Void, are they usually the type of organization that will try to get their fingers, their stakes, their claws into the person at the top? Or are they more of a behind-the-scenes, their operative will be this guy, and he's influencing the people at the top? Go ahead and roll Divine to see what Morpheus can tell you. If my question made sense. Yes. On Morpheus, wake the hell up. Ten. Ten. Perfect. You kind of very quietly in your head, as you think these questions, he, in this very airy, kind of quiet breath answer, he goes, whoever will do the most damage, whoever has the weakest mind and will do the most damage. Okay. You get Good. a flash of a situation from pretty far back. It looks like it's this normal looking guy. He's sitting at a bar and he or he's sitting at the bar is the correct term. It seems to be like a western setting. He's sitting there. He's eating and then one of 
the people who works at the saloon comes over and starts talking to him, kind of leading him upstairs. And as they get into the bedroom and stuff, before anything can happen, she's, she stabs him, essentially. You feel as if you are the man now and you're looking at the woman. Her eyes are pure black and she is pulling out the kind of light blue wispiness from him. It seems to be leaving his mouth. But as the man starts to pass out, you see another person burst into the room. You see their hand outstretched and a bright blinding light hits you before you feel and see nothing else. Yeah, so I was wondering about Evelyn for a hot minute and how the person who's seating her way into our group might be the spy. And maybe she's the one behind it all, but I'm not sure. Sorry, Okoa. I'll continue to, to wonder just a little bit and keep an eye on her too. But he does not share that out loud. Yeah, that would that would be right in line with Lou and Nico's general luck. Yeah, I really want to say no to that, but there's a certain karmic <laughs> reality to it. <laughs> it's, certain. it's like in Charlie's Angels, Drew Barrymore's character was always attracted to the bad guy. They're like, is he the bad right. guy? Uh, is, no. Does Dylan think that's, he's hot? Bad guy. <laughs> the, the amount of real life that's playing out here is epic. You've got Glenn playing the stoner. You've got me who was trying to go ahead and sneak and wound up pulling an aristocrat's. Not a stoner you've got, in you know, high school. <laughs> we'll see if Lou and Nico's luck with the, with the fairer kind plays out. Here, but right. seem to be doing better than reality. Yeah. <laughs> so we're working our way back to the table then. So. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram at TT Journeys, joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. Our full episodes come out every week on Friday, and every Tuesday features actual play and gameplay showcase episodes. Looking for early access? You can support the show and get episodes before everyone else at www.patreon.com forward slash ttjourneys. Check it out today and see all the awesome benefits we bring to our supporters. Lastly, if you're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible, you would really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And we bid you fair tides, friends, for legends await. <laughs>